Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Slumber Party. I invite you to my Slumber Party, except like the ones you attended in the 90s, this one actually includes sleep for you, your children, and the entire family. Uh, every week, I have a unique guest or I answer a fun question about sleep to get you and your family the sleep that you need. Today, we're talking with new mom, Alicia, who just had a mini two-month-old baby, and she's thinking ahead. Um, and she she messaged me on Instagram asking, how can I live my life and still have a baby who sleeps well? Meaning I want to leave my house. I want other people to be able to put her down. Um, and I want to make sure that I have a life and I feel human again. Uh, this is my bread and butter. If you've been listening to me, if you've been following me, this is what I live Four. I really want to give moms permission and dads, sorry, parents, parents, anyway, how you identify. I want to give parents um, the permission that they can have children who sleep and lead lives similar, not 100%, but similar to the ones that they, they had before. Uh, so Alicia and I jump right in. You're going to love this conversation. I'm going to give you all my tips and tricks. I'm going to link to a blog that has a little downloadable for you. Um, so stay tuned. Enjoy. This is a judgment-free zone. All types of sleep are encouraged. Uh, so put on your headphones, walk around for the duration of a crap nap, and just enjoy yourself. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Honestly, thank you for this super awesome question. I was so ecstatic. I kind of bullied you into doing this, <laughs> if we're going to be honest. <laughs> but um, I'm I'm so glad that you agreed to do this because I feel like, um, well, why don't you go ahead? You jump into your question and then I'll jump in with my super long-winded podcast answer. Sure. Um so I've been starting to look into sleep training. My daughter's two months old. So I kind of want to just get a better understanding of what I have to look forward to, I guess. Um, but my husband and I are very close with each of our families. So we tend to be at a lot of events and uh, are at family cottages and whatnot all, all the time. Um, so I just wanted to know how that works in terms of sleep training. Like our goal is really to have Nora go down um, pretty much anywhere without having to follow like a specific set of rules um, because not all environments might be um, available to us in order to do that in other places. And also we want to make sure that our family members, if, if they're watching her, are able to easily put her down um, without having to have follow like a specific set of rules that we've come up with, essentially. Um, so I just wanted to know kind of how that fits in with sleep training. Yeah. Oh, I, this is my bread and butter, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so this is sort of why I, I, I got into the industry, because I think that a lot of modern parents are just like you, right? We have families, we have um, people travel more yeah. now than they ever have ever. Uh, you know, we are millennial moms, so we don't just hang out at 
home, um, we don't tend to live next to our family. So, you know, a, a lot, you know, back in the day, we could have our kid nap at our house and then we just go sit in our porch and our mom lives down the street and our sisters live around the corner and we all have this like super close community. And these are questions maybe our parents didn't really have to answer or deal with, right? So I feel like whenever... You know, I talk to my parents or my mom about this stuff. I'm like, what did you do? And she'll be like, I don't know. We just took you places. Yeah. You just slept. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, that is a very easy answer, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. And now in our, you know, modern age, that doesn't really work because we're often alone. We are often, you know, uh, trying to figure out ways to... Uh, entertain ourselves yes. <laughs> during the day, all day with a small child. And, you know, having a child is supposed to be the absolute best thing ever that happens to you. And in so many ways it is, but I'm, I'm sitting here in my office looking at a book I purchased when my daughter was about three months old called baby play for every day. Cause I had no, GD idea what I was going to do <laughs> with this child. Um, and I feel like that's what a lot of people feel, right? Yeah. <laughs> in, these, in these times where you're sitting at home and you're like, how do I entertain this child? Right. Like, what do I do? Right. So, um, yeah, I, I, and, and this is kind of why I love this question because, you know, part of what I think is missing in the, in the talk about sleep training or, or child sleep in general is that how non-practical some of the advice is, right? Where, you know, you have to be at home for all the naps and your day has to be completely scheduled around your child's sleep schedule. Um, and, you know, if I remember, like I wrote a blog about this, um, and I'll send you this document after, but I wrote a blog and I created like a little cheat sheet about how to get out of your house. But I remember feeling like such a champion because I got home um, with my newborn and I remember being like, look at me. Like I, during her nap time, I just go out and I put her in the stroller and I get a walk and a coffee and I feel like yeah. a human and she gets a nap. Like yeah. I'm this amazing person. And then I remember coming home and someone sending me an article being like, uh-uh, naps on the go aren't as good as naps at home and I'm like oh my god like how am I I can't just stay at home forever um it's not really practical so I'm sure you're you're feeling that way now and are you just to do a little deep dive into your situation Alicia you have a two-month-old how are things going for you during the day right now like are you pretty active how are you working it in um usually by the time we get up and get going half the day feels like it's already gone um but uh, yeah I'll I'll put her in the car and like go get a coffee or go for a walk or something and she will fall asleep and and so I'll let her sleep but I obviously when we get home I I try and put her down um but that doesn't always work out but um but yeah so I try and 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 be active as I can during the day I don't try and restrict myself based on her napping um but I don't Good. think it's change and she seems to do yeah totally and she seems to do well going like when you're out and about like she's she's doing what you want her to do oh, yeah for sure Awesome. Okay. So, I mean, in this instance, I would say, you know, my number one and my biggest concern is actually 
not your baby's sleep. I know, shocking. My business name is Baby's Best Sleep. (laughs) But um, I feel like when you get baby's best sleep, you get mom's best rest, right? And if you are rested and you are feeling sane, you are going to be the best parent to your child. so part of keeping sane is is leaving your house. But there is a very real concern that if you are constantly out of your house and your child doesn't have any sort of semblance of structure, um, there are some consequences. So, you know, how I talk about this with clients is less about these are all the bad things that are going to happen, but it's like, okay, here's how to have some balance. And also um, when things do go off the rails, because they will, here's how to cope. So we'll talk about, you know, step one, which is probably just day to day, how to get out of your house, right? Um, Because eventually, you know, you're talking about how sleep training kind of fits. Sleep training should really, I mean, and I hate even saying sleep training, but I would say, you know, teaching your child to sleep should really fit into your lifestyle. Um, So if you think that you need to be going out, I usually advise my clients, let's try to stay, let's try to aim for naps at home to be about 50% of your naps. And then the other naps you can kind of manage on the go. And actually, there are some real advantages to having your child sleep on the go or to be a really flexible sleeper. And I really, 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 truly believe I do. I do think that there is a small percentage of the population who is like absolutely 100% not going to sleep on the go. So I'm glad to hear that your little one is, is cooperating right now. (laughs) That's all that matters really. Um, So your little person is is cooperating nicely and, um, but there are some babies who don't. My advice to that is you really have to keep trying. If going out and having an app on the go and having that coffee or having that walk or meeting your friend and you packing your pack and play and putting them in a dark room at your friend's house or whatever the case is, is important to you, you need to keep trying to make that an important thing for you. Um, And so, you know, the example I always give is I remember we always used to be able to bring my first daughter with us wherever we went. So, you know, we were one of our first friends to have babies and, you know, my friends would be having, um, you know, dinner parties. And then so we'd pack up our daughter. We would do our whole sleep routine in the new place. We'd bring a pack and play. We'd put her down and then we'd enjoy our dinner. Mm -hmm. And then transfer her to the car seat and then back into the crib when we were home. And so it was definitely slightly disruptive. We did not do this all the time, maybe once a month, Um, but she always seemed to cooperate. And then there's a time where she just stopped cooperating, right? Where I remember very, very distinctly, (laughs) my husband was actually away for uh, travel and a friend of ours like, oh, just come over, put the baby down here. And like, you know, let's have dinner and watch TV. And I was like, okay. So I did that and it just was like absolutely not happening and then my friend's husband went to go in and be like i know what to do and then he comes out he's like i don't know what's going on (laughs) so we ended up having to leave and it was totally crappy and antisocial but you know it would be very easy to be like well i guess she doesn't do that anymore right but that was really important to me that i would be able to look like go out. It was also really important for me to have a rest of child. So we just kept at it. And you know, the next time was kind of crappy too. And then the next time it was fine. So if that is really important to you, you can totally do it. It may take some persistence. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, you know, if you have, uh, you know, a lot of my families do a big Friday dinner, um, like a Shabbat dinner. Um, and so that comes up a lot in, in the discussions I have with my client, like how do I make my Friday night late dinner work? Like they tend to, you know, go really late. That is exactly what I would recommend. Bring the pack and play, put, continue, like keep your bedtime routine the same and try to put your child down at the new location. Um, and then again, if you can't do that, let's talk about the consequences. So the consequences of, you know, keeping your baby up late and not doing the bedtime or not adhering to the bedtime. Can you do it? Sure. Um, they just might be really, really cranky the next day. Uh, a lot of people will assume that if your child is up late, that they will sleep in. I would, I want to say a good eight out of 10 kids are never going to do that. And, you know, because I have spent five years trying to make my daughter sleep past six 30 never happen. <laughs> I am a professional. I've left my job to make this happen. It still does not happen. Um, so, you know, it's, if you put them to bed a bit later, your child may sleep in, chances are they, they will not, they will be pissed off at you the rest of the day. But here's the other part of that. Sometimes it's going to be worth it right? Sometimes you have to go to your best friend's birthday party. Sometimes you have a wedding. Sometimes you can't get a sitter and things have to go on. You know, your the biggest thing in all of this is that you have to remember that your, your vibes or your energy going into this are really going to make and break the work or, or make or break your time, right? So like, I'll give you an example. Let's say you are, you have a family dinner, right? With one of your families and you can't get a babysitter. There's no place for the baby down. You know, it's going to be a later night than usual. Now, if you go in being like, this is going to be shit, this is going to suck. I'm going to hate it. She's going to lose it. Tomorrow's going to suck. She will definitely uh, rise to the occasion. <laughs> She will absolutely fulfill your destiny. Or you can say, hey, all of these shitty things might happen, but it's worth it. And I'm going to try to just have a really good time tonight. I'm going to make the most of this time because I'm investing in a really shitty day tomorrow. I might as well enjoy it right now. <laughs> right? Like in the end, your child is not going to blow up. They will not have anything bad happen to them, they will just be really cranky for one or two days. It may throw you off whatever program that you have. You just need to make sure that you can get back right. on. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's for like later yeah. nights. Um, and I think that also kind of answers your question for, you know, naps on the go. Um, I say just do them and keep on trying. Now, there, I definitely have babies who um, love sleeping in their crib so much that they won't sleep in a... Um, in a, a stroller or a car, if you're like headed somewhere, um, that can happen. Um, but I would say the vast majority can sleep on the go. Both of my girls, like if I had something to do, I would just plan to leave during nap time and they would yeah. sleep in the car. Um, and it was right. no big deal. So if you have to do that, that's yeah. fine. Um, but then there becomes some like mental gymnastics that come in. So uh, tell me, I would love to know, when are your doctor's appointments typically scheduled? Uh, usually the morning. <laughs> okay. So do you, do you do that? Do you make a point of that? Uh, it just happens to work out. Usually they suggest the time and I just go with it. I haven't really um, scheduled it around any of her a schedule. We haven't really had like a set schedule with her yet. Um, 
So I've just kind of right. gone with it up until now. Okay. I found like every time I tried to make an appointment with my child's doctor, it was always during nap time. I was like, can we do any other? And they're like, no. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> this is going to be the worst. And you're poking something when I get there. So it's even right. going to be worse. <laughs> so great. Um, okay. So in this case, what I like to try to do is a little bit of like mental math about how we're yeah. going to get there. So in the document that I'll send you and, um, for all the folks listening at home, I'm going to link to this blog so you can download this on your own. Um, but you might have to do some mental gymnastics. So let's say like if, if this were me and you know the doctor's appointment is at 10 o'clock well that would be straight into my child's nap so my child would always go to bed between like 9 9 30 okay. so it, it would either mean like a short nap or a non-existent nap to get to the doctors so what i do is i'd say okay if we need to be up and ready at 10 then i'm gonna walk to the doctor's office right if i could and I know that the doctor takes me about 40 minutes to walk there. So I'm going to walk there and then we'll just get our nap on the go. She'll wake up there right as rain. We'll do the appointment yeah. then. Um, or you can like drive and like kind of drive around. Um, or you decide that you are going to, you know, grin and bear it and maybe put the baby in the stroller or the carrier kind of hope they fall asleep in the 15 minutes there. And, or if they don't, your nap is just later. So as soon as you leave, the baby will likely sleep in the car. Um, you know, I would say kind of plan backwards, like kind of figure out when you need to be mm -hmm. somewhere. Give yourself... 15 minutes of getting that baby ready from your house at the very least. That's such a conservative number of 15 minutes, <laughs> but let's say 15 minutes and then, and then be like, okay, so this child has to be up by this time in order. And then we have to get out of the house. It's going to take this time, get her in the car, da, da, da. So sometimes it might just be worth doing an app on the yeah. way there or doing an app on the way back and it does require some thinking right um and most kids when you when they're a little bit late from their nap or a little bit early tend to be pretty cooperative um so again don't worry and sometimes again it might just be like well crap we missed a morning nap you're a disaster the whole day has been crap <laughs> um now you have an early bedtime the end let's just make this day end <laughs> And, and that would be totally okay, okay. and fine. Um, the, there was something else I was thinking of saying when we were talking about mental gymnastics in naps. Mm -mm -mm, it'll come to me. Um, what are, so, so does that help kind of answer your question about you know how to how to kind of manage this? Like, is there any like? Jump in and dig deep here. Like, is there anything that isn't quite making uh, sense? That all makes sense. Um, and what about if, say, uh, my husband and I, like, go away for a night and we're in the middle of sleep training and one of our parents is looking after her. Um, so it's not the same environment. Maybe they don't necessarily follow the procedures accordingly or like, you work through that. Yes. 
Yeah. And so (laughs) it's funny. I feel like that's uh, the biggest question I get. Like my parents will not do what I say. (laughs) Please help me. Um, I would recommend actually, if, if you are doing sleep training, like, okay, today's the day we're doing it. We're doing it for this week, you know, quote unquote sleep training. I would actually plan to not go anywhere for that reason, because, you know, you can't count on, unless you can absolutely count on your parents following your instructions to the T, it may set you back. So I would stay home. But, you know, once your child is, is sleeping soundly and you're feeling pretty confident, then again, it's a matter of doing it. So maybe before your big thing, you go the weekend before and have a little test drive or go a couple weekends before and do a nap there um, and get them involved into the process. So if staying at grandma and grandpa's is something that happens often, or if they're going to be a part of the bedtime routine, if they're at your house already, get them in there, get them doing the bath, get them doing the routine. Um, The more that your child feels like it's normal for um, that to happen, the less protests they're going to have. And, you know, let's say it's the worst night ever, ever. Okay. They're little terror balls. Um, I think grandparents love nothing more than kind of being like, hey, look, there is a problem and we handled it. (laughs) So there's that. They could, you know, maybe not be following your instructions to a T. Typically, most kids can deal with one night like that. If it would be like a caregiver, let's say every day, not following instructions for like naps, that could be detrimental. But if it is just one, like a one-off for a night, I think you're totally okay. Um, And and here's the deal. Like I want to say like 90% of my clients who are going out, like in the second week, they might go out for you know, they have a, an event or they hire a babysitter. This is your biggest concern or bringing your child to daycare. The really annoying thing is that your kid is going to be amazing for your parents (laughs) and you're going to spend so much time worrying about it. Or they'll like, I have so many babies that will sleep so well at daycare and then never at home, you know, like not do their naps, same nap, same time. Everything's the same. It's just not their parents. So I would say don't worry about it because for the vast majority of people, your baby will understand that different things happen for different people. And that's totally okay. And so when you get back, they're probably going to bounce back pretty quickly. If they don't, it might mean a little more protests than your typically used to. If there's any help to sleep, like let's say grandma and grandma rock them um, to sleep or or whatever the case is. And then you come in and say, no, we're not going to do that the next night. Well, yeah, Yeah. for sure. They might protest that. Um, But as long as you expect that and stick with it, it's usually one tough night and that's it. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, my whole thing is I want you to live your life. I hope you feel yeah. like you can live your life because what's the point of having a baby who sleeps exactly. if you, all you do is stay at home anyway? You might as well just exactly. not been, do that. <laughs> uh, my biggest concern around doing sleep training is I'm worried that it's like so um, like rules focused that um, I don't want to feel like yeah. we are the only people that can put her down or we, you know, can't live our lives because we're so focused on it. So, um, to make sure there's like flexibility in that, I think is really important to us. So, 
Totally. And I mean, you can't be willy nilly, right? You can't have your cake and eat it too. Like I will say that there, your life will change after having children. I, I do have a number of people who are like, I'm going on vacation. I don't want to be at home early. I want to stay out till 10. How do I do that? It's yeah. like, well, you get a babysitter or you can't <laughs> like, you know, or you keep your child up and it might ruin your vacation because you're so overtired. So like there is stuff like that that may put a wrench in your style. And I can't say, you know, you can do that every night or go out every night. But uh, if you're mostly good and you cheat sometimes, your baby okay. will just become flexible. Yeah. My kids sleep everywhere. They have slept everywhere. And it's because right. it it's like part of our life. Like we travel a lot. We visit our in-laws a lot who are out of town. And so they need to get over it. <laughs> yeah. That is the goal for sure. Good. Well, honestly, Alicia, if you're, you know, two months in and this is where you are and this is what you're thinking, then you're ahead of the game. Perfect. That's so good to know. Yay. Good. Well, awesome. Best of luck with your little nugget. Um, sounds like you're not going to need it. And keep me posted. I would love to hear a little success story about how you went outside and the world didn't explode. Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Alicia. Thank you.